Welcome to the Business Launch Podcast. Join us as we get up close and personal with savvy entrepreneurs. Let's explore their business journey and how they navigated challenges and reached their goals. I'm your host, Carlos Simonio. Hey guys, it's Carla here from the Business Launch Podcast. I am, it's a really nice day here in Sydney, but I'm here with a special guest. They, I think a lot of people who's in, on Facebook, in YouTube, or in social media might see him interviewing legends. So he he runs um, a podcast called Legends with Bevo. So welcome to the show, Bevan Jones. How are you doing? Carla, great to be with you, mate. Uh, what an absolute pleasure. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for jumping on. I know that your 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 time is very precious. You got a little one now, so I know how hard that is. No, I'm good. So tell us about a bit of your background. So where did you grow up? I know I'm here in Sydney. You're in Adelaide. So yeah, tell us about a bit of your background. Yeah, sure. So I've been in Adelaide most of my life, other than in late 2013 to about April 2015, I lived in Melbourne. So around about 14 months. And that was a lot of fun. Almost wanted to stay there, but I came back to Adelaide to finish studies. So that, at that stage, I was doing a media and communications degree nice. and came back to Adelaide. And the situation was that you can get a lot more credit when in your own home state even though I got into a degree over there in Melbourne. So I thought, well, it made more sense to come back to Adelaide, knock my degree off quicker, and then I yeah. plan to move back to Melbourne in the future. But now here I am still in Adelaide. and about It's seven a beautiful years, city, mate. It's it a is very a beautiful, beautiful city. city. Yeah. And now I've got a young daughter, as you mentioned, seven-month-old daughter, and I'm married and being my wife. Now, for November last year, it would have been seven years. So Seven cra- years. Yeah, Seven crazy. years strong. Yeah, <laughs> crazy how time goes yeah. and how life works sometimes because I had every intention of moving back to Melbourne. And I miss it a lot, but yeah, Adelaide is where I am at the moment and who knows what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, so tell us how you got started in broadcast radio. Or how did you, what did you do first when you first started in your career, in your working career? Yes, it's a really good question. I'm one of those people that decided in my 30s to make a pretty big career change. And when I finished school, I look back now and think, Carlo, if I had my time again and could go back in time, I would have definitely got into media and put more of an effort in at school. Basically. In school, I thought, oh, I just want to get into tourism for some reason. So you didn't really need the best marks to get into that. So I didn't try too hard in year 12, got an okay mark just to pass. And then I went to TAFE and did a certificate three, certificate four in tourism and then also advanced diploma in tourism. And but I found I couldn't get a job in that area. So I ended up finding myself in government and I was in government for about probably 11 or 12 years. And as I mentioned before, in my early 30s, I thought, I can't do this anymore. I need a change. So decided to do a media and communications degree. And then I finished that in 2016. And absolutely no regrets whatsoever because I love being involved in the media. And even though I'm not in the media at the moment, from a full-time perspective, I've just recently finished up a well, it's my first full-time gig as a journalist, which I did for just under a year and a half, which is lots of fun in the Adelaide Hills at a place called the Matt Barker Courier, which I learned a hell of a lot from. And also had a Probably another dream role, actually was my biggest dream and most enjoyable role was back in late 2017 to about April 2018. I was a solo breakfast announcer in regional South Australia. And that was so much fun. Uh, Big challenge because I was thrown the deep end and I'm not sure if a radio, but on regional radio, you don't have all the support that you do in metro stations. So you basically 
when you're a solo announcer, you're it. So you're producing, you're paddling, you're the announcer. So it's a, it was a big challenge and you either sink or swim. But so I did that for six months and learned so much and chatted to so many incredible people. And yeah, so that was that. And then came back to Adelaide in about April 2018 and thought, what next? And I started a, back then it was a footy tipping, online weekly footy tipping thing where I'd just get different people on each week and We'd have a yarn about, or we'd get different guests on sporting players, past and present, and what have you. And we'd have a yarn about their careers and then they'd give their footy tips. And I really enjoyed that, had a lot of fun. And at the end of the footy season, where so back in 2018, I thought, this is actually really cool. I want to keep this going. So end up being a bit of a mini, this is your life. And now here I am, what's close to almost five years now since starting it. And I've interviewed over 200 amazing people, past and present sports people, entertainment icons people doing incredible things in the community and as we spoke about off air before it's amazing now I've actually got my episodes on community television in Adelaide and, which is a, yeah a really big achievement and something I'm quite proud of Carlo so yeah that's pretty much my story in a nutshell so far <laughs> you're definitely getting your content out there especially in in community tv I know yeah. that I've seen a lot of your content on I think Facebook I think yes. in Facebook, Facebook's and, and, the main one, yeah, and YouTube as well. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and it's, the guests that you have are incredible. Oh, it's very um, cool. Who's yeah. who was your who's the best guest that you had? Yeah, I get that question a bit actually, but it's I have to probably say that, and I actually got to meet him last week, which is unbelievable. His name's Phil Liggett, and for those people that don't follow sport, he's one of the biggest sports broadcasters, in my opinion, one of the best sports broadcasters of all time. He's called over 50 Tour de France's, 16 Olympic, now over 20 Tour de Unders, which is the big race in Adelaide that we had recently. And that's what he was here for while I caught up with him last week. And yeah, so to actually get to meet him last week and interview him a couple of years ago, I have to say that was... Yeah, that was definitely up there with probably the best interview I've ever had so far. And another one is a little bit, I know it's a little bit unusual, but I'd have to say Irene from Home and Away. So Lynn McGranger. (laughs) (laughs) Just because like I'd watch Home and Away ever since I was a kid every night and my mates are going to stand me up about that saying this, but I still watch the odd episode here and there. And she was such (laughs) a lovely lady and so happy to give up her time. And yeah, it was an absolute blast chatting with her and, and then I guess another one that was really cool was Johnny Diesel. I had a Zoom chat with him a couple of years ago, right? Nice. I think it was 2020, right in the heart of COVID. And yeah. not literally, but I had him playing Cry and Shame live via Zoom in my own lounge room. <laughs> so I thought, this, this is Yeah, in concert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought, this is pretty cool. So, yeah, so that, they're probably a few of the real big ones. But there's been so many. And I could go oh, yeah, you've day, had so, so many. I think you had, I was looking at the guy from Pat, Fat Pizza. What's his name? Uh, oh, to hear? Yes, yes, to hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was hilarious. And George Capignaris as well. They're good mates, those two guys. And Chris Franklin, the guy who sang The Bloke. And I'm a bloke, I'm a yobber. My best mate's name yeah. is Robbo. You know that one? Yeah. Yeah, there's just, I could talk all day. I'm very fortunate. There's been so many. And it's really hard to choose your favourite. But I, yeah, again, back, getting back to what you said before, I'd have to say Phil, just because he's just done so much for not only cycling, but just sport in general. And but got to meet him last week he's just such a gentleman and so giving of his time for someone who is so busy and such a big name to, to be able to catch up and have a coffee with a little man like me in terms of my profile was yeah. a very fortunate color and that was definitely one yeah. took that off the bucket list so I yeah. think it's having your own platform just gives you that a lot of a lot more recognition I guess and then you get a bit more kudos that people come in want to be 
in your platform yeah. in a sense yeah yeah and you can vouch for this is the perfect example now because we're on zoom as we speak yeah. one of the even though COVID's been for so many of us, one of the real positives, I guess, is now the introduction of Zoom because we can do this. We can chat from interstate. We can chat from overseas, anywhere. And I actually had, I had Phil when he was in the UK. So I've had so many guests the last few years that have been interstate. And yeah. it's just been an absolute blessing from that perspective. And because obviously before that, to be able to interview these guests, they'd have to be in, in the state or I'd have to go interstate or overseas. And yeah. so a lot of them were South Australians to start off with for that reason. Yeah. So that's been, and a lot of people could probably agree with that as well. And you see it now, all the TV stations, when you have your, say you've got a Sunday footy show with your rugby over there in Sydney or over here in Adelaide with the AFL show, and basically all the guests are on Zoom. Yeah. Like yourself, Colour, just got the earphones in and it's just, it's amazing yeah. how technology has changed so much. It's so. it's been It's been a blessing for people who actually want to get on in the media circuit yeah and you especially with covid everyone got hit with covid a lot of businesses i've spoken to have got hit with covid and speaking on zoom is probably the easiest or in other recording platforms it's been really you're really easy to reach people now but you yeah. did a lot of yours were face to face uh that was that that was awesome so yeah yeah that's and I'm, I give a bit of a shout out to Rory from Podbooth. So Podbooth, for those people out there that are from in-state looking to come to Adelaide, Podbooth are based in the Adelaide CBD on Hyde Street. And Rory and his team do such a wonderful job. And they've looked after me so well since I started there a few years back. I was doing my Zoom interviews at home and you couldn't even hardly see my face and the quality was garbage. And to be able to then got this amazing studio set up that's as, as good as like a Channel 9 or Channel 7. Yes, I have to be very thankful to Rory for that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a really good setup for, if it was just a small studio, is it a small or a bigger studio? It's, a, it's a sort of a medium size, but they've got yeah. lots of different cameras in there and microphones. And yeah, it's just unbelievable. If you're ever in Adelaide, Carlo, you have to come over and have a look. Yeah, mate. for sure, for sure. Yeah. I definitely would love to go <laughs> visit that studio. Yeah, Being in, in media, what was the hardships that you went through uh, when you first started yeah so I guess the, the biggest hardship for me was losing my job when I was working in regional radio in the Riverland in South Australia because as I mentioned to you previously I was in that role for six months and felt as I was starting to get the hang of it but as you know with media it's a pretty brutal industry and if you some rub someone the wrong way and someone doesn't like it that's just the way it goes sometimes and whilst that was horrific and horrible and shattering to leave to lose that job yeah. I could have gone I could have gone either two different ways one completely get out of the media altogether and have to go back to boring admin work again or how I am today and keep on plugging away and forget about that that's one setback everyone goes through setbacks in life and yeah. I look back and think yeah that was an incredible six months I learned so much from that but you can't change the past can you so here I am today yeah in terms of your actual podcast because I think it's one of really successful podcast that not many people are seeing that they haven't seen the quality of guests that you have in there because of some legends like real legends in that in the Australian sporting industry thank you that's really kind yeah, yeah. how did you get a hold of them in the first place yeah a lot of it's I guess through connections and also through having that breakfast show in the Riverland again because I already had those existing contacts yeah. plus like I mentioned earlier during that COVID period, I just, everyone was on a home board. So 
people are just happy to just jump on Zoom and have a chat from their lounge room. So a lot of people were through word of mouth, through LinkedIn, Instagram. I've never been a, you'll learn this very quickly, Carlo, if you're, you want to be a successful podcaster, you've got to be not afraid to just reach out to people yeah, and afraid of reje- rejection because yeah. so I've had so many people that just never got back to me or they say they're too busy and there's a lot that have said yes and I was like you've got to be kidding me like Paul Roos, George Capanara, it's like Ricky Nixon, Warwick Kappa, these sort of guys and they're some of the biggest names in sport and the media side of things and I guess Lynn McGranger I got her because she was a guest on my breakfast radio show so yes there's a bit of overlap there and, and through a whole different range of things yeah reaching out to people pr companies now contact me a little bit as yeah. well which is really nice so I've, I've, for some reason a lot of i've had i think four or five different pr companies reach out and wanting yeah. to get on my show as well it's so, nice isn't it yeah because you don't have to chase them yeah, yeah. I, I had to learn that to have the thick skin trying to reach out with people and not get back to you but yeah. that's one of the things that you learn having your own show and producing your own show. Yeah, exactly right. You've just got to have such thick skin and not be afraid to reach out to the people. At the end of the day, they're all human and they're all busy. So if they don't get back to you, don't take it personally. It's not that they don't like you or they're bad people. It's just that they, they just don't get time or and yeah. they probably get thousands of requests. So yeah, move on to the next one. And then you look at the people you do get to chat with and think, wow, this is really cool. So yeah, you just got to take the good with the bad. Yeah, it's true. In growing up, who were your inspiration or who did you look up to? Yeah, it's, it's, again, it's a really good question. And I suppose I've been so fortunate to to, to call Phil Smythe, one of, my, one of my good mates and a mentor. And yeah, he was one of my idols growing up when I, I loved playing basketball, as yeah. a lot of people did, and yourself included. I remember watching him playing for the Boomers and... Yeah. Then coaching our home team here, the Adelaide 36ers, and playing for the 36ers and the Canberra Cannons. And he was always one of Australia's greatest basketball players as well. And there's always that argument between who's better out of him and Andrew Gaze. But yeah, I have to say Smythe because he's a friend. But yeah, but no, there's in terms of, yeah, that's the basketball perspective. And then from a footy perspective, I have to say Gary Ablett Senior. I just love watching him play. I know you over there in Sydney, you're more about the rugby. I can tell yeah. you my favourite rugby players going up in a minute. But yeah, just the <laughs> AFL side of things. I just love watching Gary Ablett Senior play. 1989, that grand final and kick nine goals. And it's, this guy's just unbelievable what he does. And you know, I think the greatest grand final of all time between the Hawks and the Cats. And he single-handedly nearly got his team over the line yeah. with nine goals. And it's like, you'll never see that again now in modern footy. So yeah, he was just did freakish things and I just love watching him play. And there's a guy here in Adelaide as well called Tony Modra back in the day from the Adelaide Crows who every week he'd just take hangers and get mark of the week and mark of the year every year. And he was just unbelievable to watch as well. So yes, being in my 40s, the same as yourself, so fortunate to grow up in an era where there was just so many exciting that guys would kick bags of goals every week and there'd be 13, 14 goals in a game by one player. Now, you don't even see that for teams individually, you know. Yeah, it's a bit sad how it's all changed. But And then from a cricket's perspective, unfortunately, he passed away a couple of years ago, but that was Dean Jones. Yeah, Dean Jones. I love the way he went about it. And of course, how could I not say Michael Bevan as well with my name being Bevan as a first name, <laughs> not the same surname. But, I love uh, Michael yeah. Bevan. He's a uh, New South Welshman. Yes, that's why I had to mention him, mate. So I was going to mention that. Going to mention New South yeah, Welshman. I, I love uh, his Chinaman bowling and his, uh, and his left-hand batsman, so... Sensational, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I have to say, I know it's probably not going to be a popular thing because it's a because you're from New South Wales, but I have to say, Wally Lewis is probably 
one of my ultimate favourites. I know he's from, a Queen, from the Queenslanders, which are the ultimate rivals, but <laughs> I love watching Wally grow up. And that's why I back for Queensland over New yeah. South Wales in the state of origin. But one thing I must say, mate, we're over here in South Australia, I think we're very jealous that you have that Queensland New South Wales rivalry in every year. In the state year. of origin. Oh, so. it's the best, isn't it? And yeah. we've got a game here. I think game one's here this year, and we're very fortunate to have it. But it's on my bucket list to get to Queensland and New South Wales one year and, and yeah. watch a state of origin game. Have uh, you it's, done it? I've gone to a couple of state of origin games. So it's yeah. it, the atmosphere is really good, really good. So it's just a matter of getting in there. It's, you can see a lot of blues blue uniforms and like wigs and then but there's <laughs> maroons as well but it's the maroons i love the way the maroons have the attitude of underdog attitudes so that's why playing basketball being five foot seven i'm I always have the underdog mentality <laughs> <laughs> oh, good on you mate fantastic yeah, yeah um, Phil Smythe is, I think, I, I play juniors, junior basketball in, in Canberra. So you know Phil then? Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't, I don't know him personally, but he, I know his coach when he coached me when he was, when I was in juniors, Jerry Lee, who coached the Cannons at the oh, time. Oh, right. So it's, yeah, would love to have Phil, Phil, what's he doing nowadays? Nowadays he's involved with mentoring footy clubs, actually. So he's involved oh, with, wow. with the North Adelaide Football Club, which is in the SNFL over here, and also with the Brisbane Lions as well. Yeah, so he keeps himself pretty active and from a coaching perspective, a mentoring perspective. And even though I know there's a difference between footy and basketball, there is a lot of similarity as well. Yeah, very so, similar. And so he's very, well, very sought after. <laughs> like a lot of clubs reach out to him and that sort of thing like he helped out Richmond a couple of years ago as well so yeah it's he's definitely one of the biggest legends of basketball in Australia yes no he is yeah with with starting a podcast or starting your own show what's your three three tips for people who wants to start getting media as well yeah I 100% agree or 100% have to re-emphasize what we were just talking about before and you've got to have a thick skin if you don't have a thick skin as a podcaster then you might as well not bother because you've got to obviously you've got to get guests on your show right so if you want to reach out to people and you want to get the best guests then you have to just keep on trying and not be afraid of rejection because there's so many podcasts out there as well and so many podcasters now and I guess I was lucky in that you know, coming up to five years now, I was one one of the first that started the podcast. And now yeah, look at right. every man the dog has one, which is a good and bad thing. But yeah, I think that's one of the first tips is, yeah, definitely have a thick skin. The second one is you know, be, be confident in what you're doing and be prepared and do a lot of research as well. Yeah. Every interview that I do when I'm interviewing my guests, I always make sure... I spend lots of time coming up with really good questions and researching the guests that I've got on and try and think of questions that they might not have been asked before as well because it just makes, obviously, the viewer slash listener enjoy it a lot more and the guests enjoy it too because it's like a question that they might be not necessarily expecting and it shows that you care. So by doing that research and doing that preparation and it's quite funny because I with my interviews, I've got this ability, and I suppose it's something that I'm very fortunate about, Carlo. I've got this ability to be able to remember all my questions off the top of my head without even yeah. looking at my notes. And it's the guests, like they, they just can't believe it. And I've had a few of them comment and say, where's your notes? And how do you remember all that stuff, all those stats and everything? But I guess it's like if you're passionate about it and you spend your time doing your preparation and you get it in your head and 
yeah, it looks really cool. And then you see people being interviewed on or people doing interviews on TV and they look down their notes all the time and yeah. it's just so unprofessional, I think. So yeah, so that, that's probably the second tip. Yeah, research slash, pre, slash preparation. Yes. Thick skin's thick skin's the first one. And the third one, good tip. Um I suppose just be yourself and be a nice person. And I think that's what I've been really lucky as well by just building a reputation of knowing that, yeah, doing the preparation, doing the research, doing good interviews, because what happens is it's very quickly becomes like a word of mouth thing. So, because trust me, if I reach out to someone, this has happened quite a bit, then they'll straight up and say, look, I've had, I'll reach out to a footy legend and then I'll say, I've had such and such on. They'll contact this person and find out more about me and they'll do their research. So yeah. Yeah, you've got to you've got to make sure that you're a good person, positive person. And and I guess that, yeah, that's the three biggest tips. Just be nice to people, thick skin and do your research and preparation. So Excellent. yeah, yeah. Think- you might want to edit that, mate. Sorry, I, just had, <laughs> I, was, I had no idea with that one. It's really good. I think whatever... You can actually have that in if people want to put it in business. I think all those three qualities people need to have as well. You know yeah, hundred percent. I mean? Totally yeah. agree with you. Yeah. For you daily, what motivates you daily? I think just doing something that I really enjoy, and I wouldn't be coming up to nearly five years of doing Legends of Beba if I wasn't enjoying it. And whilst there's been times where it's a lot of work, and yeah, there's been times where it's like this is really difficult and really not worth it because i'm not making any money off it you're seeing other people making lots of profits and getting lots of sponsors and so it's been times where it's been tough but then i'll look back and think wow all these people i've been able to chat with and when i'm actually in the studio getting to meet these people it's just a bit of a kid in the candy shop sort of thing and so that's probably been the really cool thing from legends bebo perspective but just life in general i think doing something that you really enjoy and mentioned before about working in government for a long time and just hating my job and just waiting for that clock to turn to five o'clock that yeah. and you've spoken about your own situation as well it's just nothing worse so I think and there's people out there that are happy to just go about their nine to five job and do a mundane job because they've got other things outside their life which is fine but I'm the sort of person where I really want to enjoy what I'm doing and I guess that's why I decided to go from that admin job perspective to the media side of things and yeah, my last job that I was in, in country radio, it was cool because I was getting to go out and meet lots of great people and go to cool events on weekends and things like yeah. that and learn so much as well. Like I'd learn how to use a proper camera, one of those fancy Nikon, and before then I was absolutely hopeless. Now I know how to take a decent photo. Yeah, now there's, there are some of the, the things I suppose of what I like and what values I have from work and just general life is because life's so short. You just want to enjoy life, do stuff that you find interesting and fun. Excellent. I think there's a lot of people, would, our listeners would hear that and I think, wow, that's, I can put that in my life and change the way I think about life in itself, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, yeah. With your legacy, Bevo's legacy, how do you want to impact the world and what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? Yeah, so I guess I just want to continue to show that everyone has a story to tell. And whilst I'd love to interview like my idols, people like Michael Jordan or Usain Bolt, that's probably, or Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters, probably other people I'd 
idolise and would love to interview, that's probably not going to happen, to be honest, because that's impossible to chat with those sort of people unless you're like someone like Howie from Howie Games or something like that who can interview Shaq because of his profile. But that's that would be the that's the ultimate. But in terms of Legends of Bevo, just going forward, it's just to continue to show people stories and give people great content to to listen to and watch. And if in terms of a goal, I'm on community television at the moment. So if I can get it onto free to air like Channel 7 or Channel 9 or something like that, then or commercial radio like Listener, or that would be amazing. But again, it's got a long way to go. And it, there's just so much competition out there. So it's really tough. But we'll just yeah. keep plugging away and see what happens, mate. That's yeah. for a glass half full person. Just got to keep giving things a go and see what happens. Yeah, I think that's the way you need to approach life. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's always a way. If you really want something bad enough, you make it happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. A fun question. And I'm not sure how you're gonna answer this, but <laughs> sure. It's not too it's not too too bad. So if you had a book, what would a book that you've read in the past or you want to read in the future, what would it be and why? Yeah, I have to say that the Jason McCartney Bali bombing story because nice. yeah, I've been to Bali a few times with the family and, and most recently with my wife. And it's just such an amazing place and had so many great memories there. And I watched the recent documentaries about Bali and it's just, yeah, it just really blew me away how horrible that was, the terrorism attacks over there and just his story of survival and the things that he did to help others and then being able to come out and, play that final game for the Roos, managed to play a game of AFL footy. That's just next yeah. level after what he went through with his burns and everything else. So that that book just blew me away. And I've never actually interviewed Jason. He'd be one I'd love to interview. I might have to put him on the bucket list for this year. But nice. yeah, I think definitely his autobiography was just next level and stuff, Carlo. And again, because my own experiences with Bali and, mm. and just what they went through with those terrorism attacks and just the, the amount of, heroes and people that were just so selfless on that mm. night just putting their lives on the line to help out others and nice. and you hear about that through through that book and yeah so definitely that would be mine i reckon nice well that'll be one book that i'd like to read in a bucket list yeah. in my bucket list of books that i i'm going to start reading so yeah should, um, yeah should be able to get it as an audio book i reckon yeah nice so, i get a, a lot of my books i read are audio books oh how good is it i can listen to it while i'm on my way to work which is yeah crazy. yeah definitely if the listeners need to need some help from you or want to reach out to you or want to work with you in any kind of capacity how can they reach you yeah so just via social media is always a good one. They can send me a message to my Legends of Bevo Facebook page yep. or reach out to me personally on Bevan Jones on Messenger on Facebook as well or, or send me a message on Instagram. I'm just at Legends of Bevo, nice and easy. So, yeah, and or I've got an email address as well, which people can certainly reach out, which is info at legendsofbevo.com. Nice. Thank you very much again, Bevo. It's been a pleasure to hear your story. Thank you for sharing it and inspire people in the media or people who want to be in podcasting as well and i know that it's your time is precious and thank you again for jumping on the show and hopefully we can some ca catch up face to face sometime either i go there or you come here and 
in Sydney. <laughs> Sounds amazing, mate. Absolute yeah. pleasure. Thanks so much yeah. for thinking of me. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the chat. Yeah. And hopefully it gave you some good answers. And like I said before, you might want to edit out some of those. But, uh, <laughs> no, it was a good, definitely a good chat. And thank you for the insights of your life as well. Thank you again. Anytime, mate. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Okay, sweet. You've been listening to the Business Launch Podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes and come and visit our website at businesslaunch.agency. Thank you and have a great day.